host Sam and Midge, and today we're continuing our uh, spookathon. Very spooky this month. It will be. This is our um, last episode of, of the month of the month because we will not be here next week because it's Halloween. Yep. And uh, I will be back at home with my uh, my guests, which is Midge and uh, guest Sean. Hello. Sean. Sean's here. Sean's, Sean's like here. a yeah. Sean's like a new co-host, <laughs> which I love. When there's something I want to talk about, I'll talk about it. Uh, so we're fin- we're wrapping up our spookathon with Squid Game. Squid Game. So Squid Game is very popular right now. So if you haven't watched it and you don't want spoilers, because we're spoiling the entirety yeah. of Squid Game, uh, go- you gotta go. Goodbye. Bye. Um, but watch. Uh, you should. Uh, we. If you want to go watch Squid Game, you should. You. I highly recommend it. Highly it's re- very good. I mean, if you haven't watched Squid Game and like you're interested in it, like what what's keeping you? The only thing that's keeping us from finishing it, like uh, with scheduling, with, with scheduling, because we have no time, and uh, it's hard to read for an hour when you've been doing work all day. Very true. So today we will be talking about all of Squid Game, and I'm just gonna say this now because it might get a little political. Oh uh, it's gonna be political. It might get a little political here because uh, Squid Game is a kind of political, uh, socioeconomic thing. So uh, any of our, uh, you know, takes is yeah. not a representative of WMSC. It is our takes. So if you want to hate us, go hate us on the um, on the on, t- on the Twitter and Instagram. Yes, <laughs> which is uh, fandom fair. Fandom fair on Twitter and then fandom underscore fair on Instagram. See, we got it done. Um, we did it. Before the end of the episode, for once. Woo. So, uh, I just want to talk... I'm going to talk about, like, some of the themes. I'm going to talk about some of the themes, some of the metaphors, and uh, just, in general, Squid Game. So, I want to talk about the the main character, uh, Korean Pedro Pascal Gihan. I don't know the actor's name. I just think he looks like a South Korean version of Pedro Pascal, which is the Mandalorian. Um... It establishes the the right off the bat in Squid Game. We are given this jerk of a character, uh, Gihun, who yeah. is a gambling addict who steals money from his mother to enable his gambling addict and well addiction. And he has a he's divorced and he has a uh, what she's like nine ten she's uh, ten year old she's young. Yeah. He's a little guy. Uh, she is a uh, this ten-year-old uh, daughter who he's kind of neglectful of. Which it seems like he does want to like make a genuine effort. Yeah. But uh, his addiction is uh, holding him back from doing so. Um. But we it, like Squid Game has a really good establishment uh, establishment episode. Oh yeah. Well, I don't think they even get into the game till episode two. Not no. They really. they do a red light green, and green light the first episode. They do. Is yeah. it? Oh, it must be. But it's like because an hour like, long. It feels like two the, episodes. Yeah. The second one is when they're all like they're all out. Back. Okay. And then third right. one is they they're continue. Back. Okay. Yeah. So like the first half of that episode does a really good job est- establishing the characters of the game, like all the main characters, which I wanted because I think of the paper. Imagine what is the paper game called that they play? The jockey. The Jack. D D J A D I K. Okay. That's how it's spelled. I can't pronounce it. I'm going to go with the paper game. Paper game. Um, so it is a game where you have one red, what is it? One it's red? a red and a blue squares of folded paper, and one paper lays on the ground, and you're supposed to hit the paper with, yours. with your paper and flip it over. 
And so what the the character is called the salesman. And so what the salesman's when you know the player originally fails, it's like oh, um, you can use your body instead as payment. And then what he means by that is that he will. Sl- so the whole thing is every time you flip over his paper, you get a hundred million, a hundred thousand won. Which I think is only about like probably either a thousand or a, I think it's about a hundred dollars in our money. Okay. Um, or it's a thousand or a hundred. I'm not sure. And so every time uh, you don't flip it over, he gets to slap you, and that will take off a hundred thousand won of your total that you would have to technically pay back to him. Okay. So like, what I like about this is that, uh, well, not only does it explain why all these people join the game, which is that yeah. they all have. A lot of these characters have very crippling gambling addictions, or they are genuinely just in debt, like uh, Sabiok. Yes. Um, but with at least with Gihun, it is established that there are some people who just have made bad life choices, and that is why they are here. And this uh, paper game uh, establishes, like, they're literally giving up their dignity, which is being slapped, uh, in exchange for money. Because yeah. that is a big th- It is the main theme of Squid Game, is money... Um, like, the whole thing, because I saw this Tumblr post last night where it's, like, the whole thing, it's about the fabrication of consent. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they agree to play the slapping game, and they, you know, ring, like, up the number of their own accord, and then you, like, the number of the card you get from the salesman, and then they meet at the location, and they sign a separate piece of paper, and they can even, like, disband the game, Mm -hmm. but, like, you know... Of, you know, of course they're going to come back because they need the, the money. Okay, it, that kind of reminds me of, like, the social contract theory. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, everyone has to put in, like, you, you, like, social contract theory basically boils down to, like, you, you get what you kind of put back into society, which is very remin- uh, reminiscent of the contract that they sign. Yeah. Which is, oh, you can all work together to, you know, end the game because... Once again, this fa- fabrication of consent, like you said, they think they're just going to play kind of fairly harmless games. At first, it's like, oh, it's just red light, green light. Then so- Until well, someone gets shot. Yeah, like, <laughs> red light, green light is obviously very infamous at this point because it is in the first episode and yeah. establishes kind of the whoosh factor. But also fabrication of consent, I want to bring up, which we will talk about more about, like, the marbles game. Yeah. And even the final episode, there's, like, stuff about, like, the consent about the game, too, because... Yeah. Well, but we'll get to it. I'm going to talk about the fabrication of consent yeah. in Marvel's game, which is that, hey, pair up. And they think, oh, I'm going to work... With my partner. With my partner. So they pick people who they trust and who they like. Like, um... Like Sungwoo and Ali. Well, like, uh, I, I, I merely think of, like, Gihun and... Uh, the old man. The old that, man. Uh, yeah. I, I, I always forget his name, because it's not really... Il-Nam. Il-Nam. Uh, they... Because... Gihun feels bad. He's like, no one is picking this old man once again, kind of going back to uh, kind of social contract theory, where it's like, people see him as useless because he is old and he cannot contribute anything to the game, or which is kind of a metaphor for society. Yeah. I feel like the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) We live in a society. We live in a society. You are Joker-fying yourself. Um, But no one sees him as... He cannot produce anything towards the society, which is the game. Yeah. So... Gihun feels bad and he's like okay I will help him because we're going to I, I will just carry him through this game which winds up uh, him kind of uh, I don't want to say manipulating he uses the he advantage uses the perceived 
th- that the fact that Ilnam has essentially dementia, he has a brain tumor in his head that affects his memory. He uses that uh, to his advantage to win the game. Get yeah. the advantage. It's more, of the game. it's more taking advantage than manipulating. Yeah, like once again, like it, this whole and, metaphor for society. And yeah. I said this when we were watching, saying like, "Hey, like, sure, like that's like a bad thing to do, but like, would we really be like any any better? Like, yeah, like if we." If we saw that there was so much money and also our lives on on the line, would we not say like, "Oh, there's an advantage. I'm gonna play fair still." No, you're like, gonna take the advantage. Like, like, oh, yeah. This is all like, uh, th- this Squid Game is about hypercapitalism and how people manipulate and use advantages and uh, the false consent of the social contract to get what they want. Yeah, and to have a foot up on other people. Because listen, you know. I would do the same thing as Gihan. Like, I don't think any of us can really play the moral high ground no. in that situation. Uh, wink, wink, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us would have done the same as Song Wu, though. That was dirty. Oh, no, that was, that was yeah, straight that up evil. Track. Yeah, that, that was dirty. Business yeah. major. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, if anything, that we learned from Squid Game is that business majors are evil. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Nicholas. Sorry, Sorry, Nick. Sorry, best friend Nicholas Longo, <laughs> which... I don't even think he really likes this major, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it's I I really love, and I feel like a lot of this is flying over Western audiences' heads. Yeah, of what the act, what the metaphor of Squid Game is, because if you saw recently in the news, um, there was a big, uh, there was a general strike. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, in South Korea, and a lot of them were wearing uh, Squid Game co- Squid Game uh, costumes, like yeah. they're wearing the guards, guards. Uh, to. Uh, hide their uh, identity but like you see how much squid game like listen squid game has made millions of dollars and it's like i think it's estimated as a 90 million dollar show Oof. and it is ne- it is netflix, Netflix's biggest, biggest show, show you said. I, well i think you overtook it for a bit because you se- season three just premiered but I, i'm pretty sure squid game is definitely so like top right now yeah I, but i think like squid game is Netflix's biggest show, like yeah. money wise, it is it is a ninety million dollar is worth ninety million dollars. So we see how much this is affected, but I feel like a lot of Western audiences are just kind of missing the point. Yeah, of what this means, which is, I I will get into it later. And like I said, this may get a little political on yeah. here. We don't we don't really get political too much, but no. um, Squid Game is a kind of metaphorical political show. Yeah. So I will be talking about my theories on this, but yeah. I want to go more to Gihun because I think he's he is the main character, and I really thought they were going to do um the little switcheroo where I also thought they were going to do a switcheroo where like oh you establish his character and then he dies in the first episode. No, but uh, Gihun is someone who lives throughout the entire the entire set uh, season, which I hope they don't make a season two. I know. I apparently the the creator didn't really have a plan for a season two. I really hope I they like don't. I like the idea of it being like left off, like mm-hmm. we can imagine ourselves. Because like what he does from here on. I know, and once again, it's a lot of Western audiences who yeah. want season two. I'm like, it's not the, every not every big show needs a season. People two. Yeah. don't understand that when something this big, when something gets this big, it is very hard to top. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember us talking and saying, like, it's, like, hard to recreate, like, the magic of this. Like, yeah. there is no... How are you essentially going to, like, basically, like, top this? And then, obviously, some, like, narrative things. Like, like how I, are you going to, like, narratively, like, do better? The only thing I could really compare this to is the Hunger Games versus Divergent. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If we're going to talk about, like... Because the only thing I compared this to is to, like, dystopian societies and Western. Yeah. 
media, yeah. which the only thing I compare to is like the once again another killing game kind of situation with Hunger Games Battle Royale. Battle Royale, like you, I feel like Hunger Games is obviously the peak, and a lot of people try to replicate the magic that Hunger Games had. Oh yeah, but I love how as a society we kind of said Divergent was the uh, was the nail, nail in the coffin for it because it just it tried to. <sighs> copy what hunger games did with like these factions and stuff yeah. and it didn't do it well and it I, really wasn't really battle royale at all it wasn't battle royale yeah i was about to say like was there a killing game in divergent that i'm no. <laughs> no there wasn't a killing game in divergent but like i guess one i'm sure there's other killing games in western media but like the biggest modern one is hunger, hunger games. games and it's very a lot very of obviously a killing game a lot of people like a lot of like authors and whatnot try to replicate what Hunger Games did and oh, it yeah. could not recreate the magic. Suzanne Collins really had that by the by the neck that And now she uh, what she like the the prequel book that everyone like was about compl- snow? I don't know. Yeah, they try making snow like relatable. Haha, <laughs> um, sure. Sorry, I need some water. Another one oh, percent uh, figure. <laughs> yeah, another one like once I'm gonna be talking about the one percent stuff. Um but yeah, I I don't want a season two because it's just not gonna it's not going to do what season one did. Because season, like you said, recreate the magic. It did something so different. Mm-hmm. Not different. But it did It did something and it did it extremely well. And it surpassed a lot of expectations. So I don't think... I think it's just going to be disappointing. Especially if you said that the creator has some idea of doing... About the front man, which I that don't... That was what he, he said was such a, it would be. He was such a little part of the season where he I... He really was. I, I really don't care. I don't like... I don't... I'm curious how well, this all came to be, but like I don't need the answer. I don't need the and like, what you're gonna, you're gonna make me watch another killing game, which is not gonna be nearly as exciting because, I think what made Squid Game so good is that you're watching it and like you're, you're like learning about the the war like the game yeah and you're learning about like why it doesn't work. I'm gonna talk about the VIPs in a minute. Oh yeah. But like once you know all this stuff, it's not exciting to watch again. Yeah. This is like. The, like, not that this trope can't be replicated, but if in the same universe, it's not exciting to watch multiple times. That's why season two would not be good. Yeah. Le- leave Squid Game at season one and, you know, let, let, let this fad's going to die by December. <laughs> Probably. You know, everyone's, get ready for your Squid Game Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like Suicide Squad, uh, what, 2015 where all the Harleys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And all the Pennywises. Yeah, it's gonna just gonna be that again. Because, you know, every Halloween has its big fad. Anyway. Um, I want to talk about Gihan. Go on. His more, character. His character Gihan. arc. Because I love him. It's lovely. Because he really went from a character. It's like, first episode, you're like, yeah, this dude's a... This guy sucks. This guy sucks. He's awful. Like, he's not a good person. No. Um, You know, he, he deserved bad things, but at the end, by the last episode... Yeah. You're like... She's been through far too much. Let him rest. <laughs> like, so I think I feel like it establishes with within his character it establishes the theme of him thinking money could buy happiness. You know, oh, he, yeah. he wins all that money at the horse racing thing, and he's like, okay, I'm going to spend all this money. I'm going to make my daughter happy. I'll be happy. You know, I'm going to get myself out of some of my debts and whatever. And it establishes the theme that money can solve your issues, which I mean, money can solve a lot of issues it can, it can yeah. but i feel like it establishes me and sean were talking about this in uh, our lift the other day <laughs> uh, about like the theme that this like money can buy his happiness but in that last episode we see that it can't because nope. of the sheer amount of loss he's experienced yeah that 
he has no purpose for this money. Like, he's, he's literally 455 people die before his eyes, and then he comes back home and his mother's dead. Well, that, that's not even, like, yeah, he saw 455 people die. Or was but it 54? 54. Oh, ah. <laughs> ah, ah true, you're right. True, true, Um, But, like, let's see who people who he was close with. His best friend, friend, who he literally was fighting to the death with in the last episode. Yeah. And wound up, like, endgaming himself by stabbing himself in the neck. Yeah. Uh, like he and he tried to save. Oh yeah, he tried. He tried to save Sangwoo. He was like, "Let's stop this." Because now. he realizes, like at that point, he realizes he goes, "This money isn't worth it. If I'm gonna, if I'm like gonna kill my best friend, it's not worth it at this point." And then Sangwoo does uh, this thing. Does this thing, and I guess it's. I'm not gonna call him a heroic action, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I really like his arc with Sabiok, which Sabiok, it, yeah. it turns from a. You know, he hates her in the beginning because she stole his money that he yeah. won. And then, you know, he he was kind of ganging up on her with a... I've, the, I'm not going to call it a Yakuza because that is the Japanese I mafia. I believe it's Lee Myung. Uh, that. Because <laughs> I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to go with the Korean mafia, you know. Yes, yeah, say that. She, he, he gangs up on Saebyeok with the Korean mafia guy. And he's like, oh, you're a thief, you know, whatever. But yeah. at the end, he's like, he was willing to, like defend her from Sangwoo because he's like Sangwoo's gonna come after both of us you know he's not the person I knew yeah and then he he literally goes to like stab Sangwoo when he finds oh, out that yeah. Sangwoo uh killed Saviok which Sean can we talk about how mad we were oh my god <laughs> they killed can I say, can I say lesbians? you can say lesbians <laughs> they is... killed my lesbians <laughs> Les- lesbian is not a slur it is a I... label <laughs> No, well, first they kill um, the girl in the marble game, which like I was a little upset about. Oh, but apparently, you two knew about that beforehand. So, like, oh, yeah, cool. I got spoiled for fan art. I guess it wasn't that big of a <laughs> dig into you, but um, well, first um. In the, I guess, the hopscotch game, she gets stabbed with a panel of glass, which is, like, the set, set up to this. So yeah. then they go into, like, that dinner where they're with, like, the suits and stuff with the mm-hmm. numbers on them. Then she's literally, like, bleeding out on her bed and, like, uh, Yi-Hung is uh, t- tapping on the door, like, trying to get a guards. The guards come in with a box. You turn around to see she's slashed because, like, she had a scar on her neck, too. Yeah. Which I don't know exactly if it's a, in the exact same spot where she was slashed before, but her neck... Well, I like to say like her neck was cut. The, the scar was all around her neck before, okay. but the fact that that is where Sangwoo yeah, stabbed and, her, and obviously like Sangwoo stabs her and like yeah. has the bloody knife. And oh my god, we were so mad. We're like, no, 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 no. I was like, no, I, like, not my I, lesbian. I, I, give me that knife. I'm gonna go after him myself. <laughs> I'm like, if Gi Hung don't get him in this next episode. I'll get him myself. Okay, so I have been wrong about... I, I actually don't know what the Korean Mafia is. I've been saying Lee Myung and that... I'm just... Okay, so I, I know about, like, the Yakuza games from... You know, it's a Japanese game. And so there's, like, in the latest one, Like a Dragon, there is the Chinese Lee Myung, the Korean Gom Jewel, and then a Japanese ma- uh, Yakuza group. I'm pretty sure those are just the names of the groups, and I have been saying... So I actually don't know what the Korean Mafia is called. <laughs> just call it the Korean Mafia. We're just going to call it the Let's Korean call Mafia. Let's call it the Korean Mafia. Um, so, yeah, I really liked his relationship with Sebyok because it really grew into... Like, I feel like he kind of saw her as, like, a younger sister mm-hmm. figure. Oh, yeah. Okay, I cried. I cried the last, ep- the last episode when he goes and visits her brother. Oh, my God. Because that hit home for me. 
because I you know I have a younger brother who I am I love very dearly, and I was like, oh god, if I like, <laughs> if ow, <laughs> ouch my feelings, Owie. ouch my feelings, like anything that has to do with like a young like a significantly younger brother, uh huh, it hit it hits very close <laughs> to home for me, because I do very much love my younger brother. Of course. But yeah, that hurt. Um, but I really love Gi Hung's arc to like, oh wow, yeah, you're a jerk, to, to oh, my, my poor boy. I think uh, episode six, uh, six and seven were like a lot of like emotional like. Oh yeah. Trial because six is the marble game as well as like seven is uh, the hopscotch, hopscotch game. game. Oh where, my like, god. Both like a lot of main characters essentially die. And that and that those two episodes establish a lot of um both gi Hun's redemption arc mm-hmm. and then Sang-woo's fall. Oh, yeah. Because at the end, uh, Sang-woo just pushes the dude who knew about the glass. Yeah. And he's and, like... Uh, and Ollie. And Ollie in the marble game, which... <sighs> I was literally <laughs> screaming at the TV. You're so angry. Like you, like, you know the meme of, like, the the, the woman screaming and that's the cat, like, sitting yeah. t- That was me. And uh, I'm like, how dare you? He uh, trusted you. Also, ten minutes before, Sam's like, oh, I definitely kin Sangwoo. And <laughs> at the end of the episode, she's like, I don't claim him anymore. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like, in the beginning of the episode, I'm like, I'm like oh my god, I'm like, like a Sangwoo kin. And then I was like, no. never mind. Never mind. I, no, Midget, no, it's so funny. I'm like, haha, Midget's mm-hmm. like an Ollie kin. <laughs> I will. I will do things to you. I'm. Meanwhile, I'm the 19-year-old and pregnant girl. <laughs> I don't. I don't think she was 19, man. I. I don't know. She I don't think we ever like, figure out her real age, but I loved her as a character. I she. Her. De- I saw a lot of myself in her. <laughs> yeah, I said I'm like oh. codependency. Much count me in. <laughs> well, we. We both at the same time like, haha, show that's you. <laughs> okay. Uh. Talk about the VIPs. Yeah, I'll talk about the VIPs really quick, and then I guess we could go on a little break. Yes. Um, so the VIPs, which were not a huge part of the show, but they do have a lot of metaphors that I do they like. They do. So I'm going to point out the obvious one. Like, I'm an English teacher in high school. Huh. Um, what were they wearing? Predator, Predator masks. And, you know, because they're the 1%, and they, like, you know, they kind of rule the economic jun- jungle. You know. And uh, I think it's kind of ironic that one of the, like, as they're watching, I think it's like when they're all... Well, once again, when they're all fighting in the bed, the bedroom area, and they're kind of fighting again. Yeah. One of the VIPs says, he calls them animals. Yes. And I think it is ironic that they're wearing animal masks. Yeah. And they are the real animals. Yeah. And they also do like represent like the one person. Like yeah, we were a, talking it's about. It's like a we lot talk- of white guys. We're, yeah, we were talking about this in the left, like how it's like all pretty much white guys except like me, like one or two, like the deer and the owl. I yeah. Think yeah. The like non-white people. Yeah. Like the out of the VIPs that we that we see like in that episode when they're watching the hopscotch game. I believe there was one Korean guy. Yeah, I heard someone speak in a different language. Yeah, he, he, but he also spoke English. Yes. But all of them were, like, white. Yeah. Well, white, I think oh, the fact yeah. that they speak English. Some during, sort of, yeah. like, European. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As well as, like, they're overweight, that they, like, yeah. obviously ruled by money and stuff. Oh, like, he know. brings uh, the the detective, which, oh, we love the detective arc. Oh, the detective uh, arc's so intriguing. We but, did not yeah, like the detective arc. brings the detective arc into, like, that private room, and he says, like, give me a show, essentially. Yeah, and then, like, no, he's uh, he's overweight, he's old, you know. But these are the people who, who are, like, the 1%, yeah. who are just, like, you know, these old white dudes who are overseeing the economic things. And the fact, like, they're wearing, like, all these, like, luxury clothing. And I, oh, yeah. I bring this up... And gold a little bit. everywhere. Gold. A lot of, like, gold accenting. You know, even the masks, they're made of gold. Uh, you know, you find out that the old man, you know, is one of the VIPs, and he wears this very glittery, like, glittery 
owl mask, which, you know, owls always represent wins, uh, like wisdom, which, you know, is kind of ironic. But I do, like, just before we go on break, I want to just kind of compare the outfits that the VIPs are wearing, you know, these beautiful luxury suits and whatever. And then the players are all wearing... They are playing Korean school gym uniforms. And what are they wearing? They're wearing numbers. They're wearing numbers that essentially like, boil them down to just data. It, like Their data, they're dehumanized, you know. And even they dehumanize the guards by making them wear the masks the ma- all the, the time. Mass. And, like, one of the VIPs is, like... You know, he just picks the number 69 because it's yeah. funny. Because it's funny. And then he picks 96 because 69 dies. Yeah. Like, it's just... It dehumanizes them and it really shows you how, like, the 1% sees yeah. the working class is just numbers and things like cogs in a machine and that they could be easily replaced and bet on. Well, yeah. like, even, like, last thing before we go on break, um, even just, like, the game master is just, like, in this, like, dull, like, kind of, like, black and gray Suit. outfit. Yeah. Or, like... He's just like the perfect like middle ground. You're the well, front man. I mean, if we want to say, we could say like they're like cops. They're, they're working they're for the one percent. Haha, I'm getting uh, political. Let's go on break. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna go on break. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, see you then. Bye. Hello. We're back. We're back. Tower uh, time does not air at high noon, as you can tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's incorrect. That's we, incorrect. We, we are high high noon. We are on Sundays. Um, you get to listen to a bunch of nerds talk about nerd stuff and sometimes uh, class struggle. <laughs> sometimes today uh so we're continuing talking about squid game and the metaphors and themes and sometimes some political things sometimes it is so like a reminder anything we say does not reflect wmsc's views it's our views alone it's just a bunch of you know 20 year old socialists yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so we just finished uh talking about the vips of the squidded game and now i want to talk about the main vip and the biggest deceiver in the uh them all Ilnam. Ilnam. AKA man. Player One. Player One. Which is, oh, just. I noticed Player I, One. Me yeah, it, it, I mean, Sam came up with a very good point. I put in the lift, so I was like, you know, I'm like, Ilnam did not have to deal with the consequences of the game. Oh, no. Because guess what? He he lived. Unlike all that. Then the, he died. <laughs> he lived as he died. <laughs> um, he died and as just he when lived. we needed him most, he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, he did not have to deal with the consequences of the game. He got to he got to get off scot free, which a lot of uh you know kind of representative of rich people of you know where a lot of you know uh like middle class and lower class people would, they would get in trouble and they would have yeah. to suffer you know a lot of rich people could just get off scot free because they have the money to do so the money the means and the influence to do so and I want I I pointed out something he was number one, one. yeah and I was like I I looked at Sean we were in the the lift I was like Sean. <laughs> what? <Don't> whisper. <laughs> I was like, he's number one, dude. What? Wait, could I just say like that, like, the, yeah. like twenty second story? Like we were in the <laughs> we were in this lift, like coming back from Upper Montclair back to campus, and we were just like talking about Squid Game in the back. And the left driver at one point just like stops and and like looks back, and, she, and she's like, "Okay, roll down the windows." And like me and Sam and I are like, "Oh my god, we just spoiled this entire show for someone who didn't see it, probably." <laughs> We thought she but was. It was nothing. We didn't show him, legit thought she was gonna be like y'all talking about Squid Game. <laughs> yeah. Squid game? She genuinely wondered if oh, rolling down the windows were okay though. But yeah, that um, was it. <laughs> uh, five five stars to that that lift driver. I really hope that she watched Squid Game and I, we didn't just spoil. We're literally talking about the final episode for like a five minutes straight. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. I realized I'm like, yeah, probably, if she didn't watch this, this, sucks for her. But uh, you know. 
don't be a Lyft driver then. <laughs> don't be a Lyft driver if you're not willing to get things spoiled. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, he is player number one, representative of the one percent. And uh, he got to play the game because he thought it was fun. While all these uh, other legitimate players were like, I'm playing this because I'm literally drowning in debt and there is no human... Like, it's humanly impossible for me to get out of this yeah. debt. Yeah. Well, even, like, Red Light, Green Light, like, looking back on it, like, it has, like, such different vibes now. Because, like, you think about it the first time, like, he's, like, smiling, saying, like, oh, he's an old man. He doesn't know what he's doing. Then, like, oh, no, you look back saying, like, yeah. oh, like, he's the creator of this game. He's enjoying himself. Like, he's, he's just, ha- he's, think- he's thinking it's fun. While people are literally getting shot mm-hmm. with a high caliber sniper rifle. Uh, you know, some of these people are alive because you see as it like pans over that people are still like breathing, and then yeah. you know, I think I don't, I don't know if some of the guards come over and shoot them or not. They probably the do. I think they do after the game. Yeah. Like after the game, you see some people are still breathing, but like, Il Nam's like, yeah, woo, woo, I'm, I'm having the time of my life playing this game where people are literally playing it to get out of crippling debt. Which mm-hmm. you know what, these one percent people mm. could easily get these people out of debt. Oh yeah, you know, kind of like. List is, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I kind of thought about. I think I compared this to in the car. It's how like the way he's enjoying this game is the way that rich people do like minimalistic style in their house, where it mm-hmm. feels like God, yeah. Like oh look, I have nothing. I'm it's like I'm poor. Mm-hmm. No, I like having things. I'm poor. <laughs> Maximalism. Maximalism. I hate minimalism. I'm I am poor. I like having things. <laughs> But it just kind of reminds me, r- reminds me of that. Yeah. Um, also, just like a little side note, I really uh-huh. liked. I think it was towards the end when like Sangwoo was like calling Gihan a loser, and he's like, "You're such a loser. You know, you booch off your mother. You steal money from her. You're such a bad father. You know, like look, look where you're at now yeah. because of all your terrible choices." And Gihan's like, "I may do all those things, but you're right here with me." Mm-hmm. But also, as if Sangwoo didn't like somehow like sell off his mother's like shop well you didn't like he mortgaged his mother's shop he (laughs) he lied to ollie to To kill him essentially yeah and then he uh, killed my darling lesbian sapiok yeah (laughs) but like i i just i I was like oh it was so good because he's going off on gihan he's like you're such a loser you know you're pathetic whatever and gihan's like oh yeah you're right here with me so Mm -hmm. like you are not equally even a loser. you are equally a loser you're not even better like because Gihan's like not Gihan like Sangu is like trying to like pull like he's the better person card mm-hmm. it's like we're in the same position dude like you you don't have any right to talk to me like that so I really like that one scene yeah um also uh I also want to say how perpetuating violence between the players is just literally how the upper class uh controls the lower class like I said this is getting political but mm-hmm. uh no I get to say my things because this is my show. Your show. Uh, so, like, I think about the episode where they said that they purposefully did not make enough food. Oh, yeah. Which perpetuated violence with, with the players, which is representative of, like, mm-hmm. the lower classes. And, you know, the the guards and the front men and the VIPs who all represent the upper class are just watching this. And they're like, we're not going to step in. Because it's not even like- they, they literally watch, like, a... Uh, a full out like not like hunger strike but like they, wa- they watch like people like kill each other over food oh you watch Doksu kill and that like, one guy yeah yeah but also like was that a game or, <laughs> or, or is that just like an interlude <laughs> I, 
I, I'll say that it was essentially a culling of the weaker links. I, yeah. even, it's not even that they did not make enough food, but they watched Doksu and his people take the food that was meant for yeah, other Yeah, they people. got seconds when people didn't get their first. Yeah. yeah. They watched that happen. They didn't do anything like, about th- it. This is, like, very representative of what happens in real life, is that there is... It's easier to blame people who are like you and attack yeah. them than attack the people who have the actual means of doing this stuff. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, if they actually went together, they could easily overpower the guards and then, you know, go wake, make their way up. But, you know, they the VIPs and the guards, they perpetuate violence amongst the players. And so the violent, the anger and violence of everything, of, like, you know, being angry, not having enough food, you know, just kind of the adrenaline rush of this whole game is now turned against each other, and that turns into a slaughter fest. Right. Like, I, I forgot how many players died. In, um, it was a lot. I think it might have... It was a lot. It was a lot of people who died. And, you know, we, we see all the beds, like, disappear. Like, it was a slaughter fest, and, you know, people are hiding, and then people wind up, like, they're making bunkers after that game. Like, you know, we see... Um, kind of Gihung's team. They make a barricade around They make themselves. a barricade and it's like it like really the brutes against the brains. Yeah. And it, but it really like shows like you know the 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 1% will like place issues so they are so they do not take the fault and that other people just kill each other. Yeah. So so no one no one like gathers up together to go up against the um the 1%. 1%. Uh, as my, 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 my girlfriend's listening and I'm like haha Dr. Communist is on air <laughs> um, oh yeah and I just want like you know with the marbles game yeah you know once again we, we said about the live like you know the what, the illusion of consent and I, I brought up a social contract theory like people who have formed bonds are like oh yeah we're gonna like we're gonna win this together you know Ali and Sang with the like Ali's yeah. uh, Sang was like I'm the brains you're the brawn dude we're like the perfect thing yeah which it forces people to form bonds to turn against each other for the promise of money. Mm-hmm. Because not only are you have this grand total, but the more people you kill, the more money you get. Yeah. The more people that die, each person is 100 million won, which is about 85,000 US dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's how much, in the eyes of the VIPs and the front man, how much these people... These are people just money. It, it's dehumanizing. Enough. Yes. Yeah, once again, it's like dehumanization, and I'm sure, you know... The, the the more people you kill in real life, you know, the more workers you get rid of, the more money you are making. You know, or like, you know, let, let's you pay. We kind of see that with Ali when he goes, like, in the second episode when he goes to his work and he's like, you haven't paid me in weeks. Yeah. And he sees this stack of, like, this envelope that is stacked with cash. Oh, yeah. And the boss and, just kind of just tucks into his jacket. Yeah. Which, once again, he's wearing a nicer jacket compared to Ali. Um... But like once again, it is a direct correlation. There's just like so like so much emotion in that game, like the mar- especially the Marvel game. That one man killed his wife. Isn't oh, yeah, that, I was just about to bring that up. Like he killed his wife for the promise of money, and their debt was probably shared. If they mm-hmm. if they were if they were there together and they're married, their debt was probably a shared, uh, you know, debt. So. He just killed his wife for money. Yeah, because uh-huh. their numbers were right at one after the other. Yeah, she was 60, uh, 68, or or she was 70. Yeah. Because he was 69. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's... Midge, you, you wrote some stuff. Yes. I, I, I One of my favorite things in media is when they put characters in insane situations like a battle royale or a killing game and see how they react. 
It's one of my favorite things. And Squid Game is not necessarily the traditional killing game, kill each other or die sort of killing game where, but like in like, Dog and Rumpa. Um, it, <laughs> sadly, <laughs> when I when I heard that Squid Game was a killing game, all I thought about was Dog and Rumpa. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily a unique take due to money usually being a large motivator for less than safe reactions. Celestia Ludenberg. Cel- yes, yeah, Celestia Ludenberg. Um, but the take of each person being, uh, like I said before, 100 million won or about 85,000 US dollars is interesting because at that point it's a direct motivator to get out, out as many people as possible so you get extra money from that original amount. The fact that you can't win all the possible money without everyone else being dead provides a sense of stakes. Your lives aren't just in a balance, the prize money is too. I like what one thing I really liked was the children's game thing because mm-hmm. you know, obviously they're being dehumanized, but it's also infantil- infantilizing the participants. I think there's also like a like I should have written this in the notes, but like colors, like colors, like play like a big yeah. factor yeah, in it. Midge was just about to, like I'm just reading the um like, the like uh, even just like the colorization, like uh like that like big staircase. It's like pastels, which like I think like kind of like relates to like kind of like childhood and like childish stuff. Oh well, yeah, like, they're they're wearing they're wearing like this like the school uniform, like their school gym uniforms. uniforms, and the location of the game, like the giant playground for the honeycombs game, the colorful stairways. Um, just even that giant doll of the girl from Red Light Green Light. Mm-hmm. It's it's essentially like a mock up of a child. Yeah. Who will who is essentially leading you to your death. <laughs> so the participants are playing this game because they need help with their money, and who is more helpless than a child? And also that they're being putting a the most traumatizing situation, something a child should never go through. Um, like we mentioned the numbers thing before. And I said that numbers are often associated with robots and machinery, something that no one would mind destroying if it was necessary. So, like, we also see how, like, names were exchanged as, like, it represents a form of trust. Like, Sabiok does not tell them her name for a long while. Mm -hmm. A way of saying, you see me as human now. You won't try and get me killed. But, you know, Sangwoo does the thing anyway. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate the exposure of the economical uh, problems in different countries, such as South Korea, because the U.S. and the West is very centric on each other. ourselves yeah so it's very nice to see it, it it sort of exposes us to hey other people are like us they go through similar things that we go through well, you know like i said you know we see the impact of squid game where yeah. you know right after this kind of got big there was a protest in south korea yeah there was a general strike in south korea where you know you see a lot of people were had the motifs of of a uh, squid game so yeah. we kind of see the uh the impact on the you know the working class kind of how this kind of resonated with a lot of south korean workers and you know i hope it's resonating kind of, here in the u.s as well yeah i hope it's resonating in the u.s but unfortunately i feel like a lot of people did miss i've seen on tumblr some people have been like uh not that they had the take that they've seen people have the take of oh that they did this bad poor people are the bad one no no that's, that's not the point see like uh, i feel like this is such like a western thing oh yeah where they like western audiences just miss this because we have this really ingrained that you know poor people bad poor people bad uh for obvious reasons um but i i really hope it is you know and if people are listening to this which i doubt that it's necessary sunday so uh-huh. i don't have any people listening to this besides my girlfriend who's sitting in her car right now um, hi joe hi joe um that it is like it is telling you how bad the the one percent is and how they see. Yeah. The old man literally says he's like, "We see you as nothing but racing horses." He yeah. says that to Gihong, and they make a bet and see if this this all uh, homeless unconscious man. This homeless will unconscious will get help. Yeah, 
And eventually, someone does help the the unconscious man. Yeah, and so it just showed that they after know like that. an hour, but you know, and it shows that like, but there is like kindness in the world because what uh, what Eel says is like he's like oh people he's like he says to Gihong he's like do you expect people to be kind after mm. what you saw in this game what people will do, and you know it kind of proves him wrong that there are kind people. And we got five minutes left. Sean, do you want to talk about the um? The ending, I would yes, love to. <laughs> I know you're not a big fan of it. So, yeah. overall, I think the show is like a 9.5 out of 10. I think it was a really good show. It was very entertaining. I loved every single episode of it. Where there's some like, kind of like slow crawls, sure, sure. But like for the most part, I really liked the show, except for the ending. The ending, I was kind of hoping for like this big thing, but nothing really came about. Sang-woo killed himself to kind of, like, say, save himself, even though Yi-hung was trying to save him. Yi-hung has all this money, but, like, he's empty. Then the old man lives, so, like, I kind of felt betrayed. I did like how, like, um, he rescued... I don't know if rescue is the right word, but, like, Sabioxa. Um, younger brother. Younger and brother. He, and went to say, uh, Sang-woo's mom. mom yeah. Who's, like, now, like, his mother figure, I guess. Yeah. But what I didn't like is how, like, it felt like there's a, and, like, I, I'm sure this is what they're going for, but how it's, like, a cycle. How, like, at the, like, final, like, the last, like, five minutes, you see uh, Yi Hong with, like, he, and, like, there's, like, a big thing, like, how, like, he had, like, messy hair and, like, how he's, like, laying himself go until well, they... I, we, we talked about this in the lift. I really like how when he goes to the bank... Mm-hmm. And they call him a VIP member. Oh, yeah. But look how he's dressed. He's dressed in, like, these raggy yeah. clothes. He looks like garbage. Yeah. But he's still considered he's still considered VIP because of the money he has. Yeah. yeah but he, he like, totally changes his appearance, and he's about to go to America to see his daughter. Mm-hmm. When he sees people playing the paper game in the subway tunnel, he, like, stops them, then he picks up the card again. He, like, essentially calls, like, the Squid Game Company, <laughs> <laughs> saying, like, I'm never going to let you let this, you do this to someone else. I'm going to finish these games once and for all, even though you already won. So, like... But, like, I, that, that's, why, that's why season two would be so bad, because, okay... It's just the it's, same thing over and so, over again. But, like, that's the point. Yeah. The, like, that's the point. Like, if they do a season two, like, if it's a direct continuation, you can't have this whole action sequence of Gi-Hung fighting the system. Yeah. The whole point is that the system is a vicious cycle. And also, like, what are you supposed to do for season two? How, is it just supposed to, How are you going to raise the stakes? I, yeah, and, exactly. And, you know, that's, that's the reason I didn't like the ending. But, like, for the most it, part, I like the show. It would just become absurdist if they had, like, Gi-Hung, like, I'm going to kill the squid game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill that squid. <laughs> He's going to kill the squid. Also, can I just say how I didn't like the ending? Because yeah. they were supposed to play the squid game, but it turned into a knife fight. Yeah. Uh, it did. So that was stupid. Um, but, yeah, if they make a season two that is a direct continuation, it's going to become so stupidly action-y because it's going to be like, Gi-Hung's fighting the squid game. <laughs> And it's gonna be bad. Yeah, fight that squid. So, uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Yes, we will. Thank, uh, thank you for joining us on ninety point three WMSC Upper Montclair with Fandom Fair with Sam and Mitch and, and Sean. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for joining. Uh, if you would like to see our other episodes, if that's something that interests you, you could find us on Spotify and Google Play. No podcast. Google Podcast. <laughs> Messing up for over a year. Um, <laughs> At Fandom Fair, F A N D O M F A R E, and it's which is also our Twitter handle and, and our Instagram handle. It's essentially just put an underscore between the M and the F. F. Um, so thank you for joining us. Brush your teeth, clean your sheets, drink some water, touch some grass, <laughs> touch some grass, do that. Um, and take a shower. You're a little smelly. Just and a little. Take care of yourself. We love you and have a great day. Bye.
and take a shower. You're a little smelly. Just and a little. Take care of yourself. We love you and have a great day. Bye.